0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: All right, everyone, blow up your teams. I don't know why we even bother at this stage of the season. We all make 4,000 changes to our teams. We think we're getting close to to teamless and we now get COVID protocols. And we've also had Jamal Fogarty going down with injury uh, out for four months. We don't know what's going to happen with that position, but We just see Reynolds looks like he's got COVID and same with Kobe Hetherington. So two guys that were pretty interesting options. Reynolds probably not as much as Kobe. And for me, I was trying to build uh, my hooking position around him. And so I probably have to blow up my team completely uh, or change a few other guns, for example, um, to get a gun in up there or or we'll work it out as we go. But um, really, really interesting what's going to happen uh, over these you know, first few weeks even leading up into to the first game and then we'll skip in the first bunch of rounds if there's guys that still haven't got COVID obviously once they've got it the first time it sounds like it's going to be a lot more difficult to uh, you know, attract it um, the second time which is ideal for our teams and also you know, um, you know, the, the starting teams of, of um, or the NRL clubs in general so yeah really interesting one there so just be aware of that one with Hetherington and Reynolds, we'll find out a bit soon. I'm making this video on Thursday. It's going to upload on the Friday, so uh, more information might have come out as to who we might be getting in for FOGS, for example, and, and what's going to happen with um, the PCR test of Reynolds and also Hetherington, but very interesting. Anyway, in this video, we're going to be getting into how to build a, to a GUN-17 Obviously with your starting team and, and building, you know, some really good guys that are gonna make a fair bit of cash and, and also some keepers, but also, you know, building throughout the season what we'd like to be achieving and how to get there, I suppose. And and we'll start with some numbers first off, and, and the the biggest thing here would be starting with five to six guns. So there's probably gonna be one in each position. We have six positions, um You know, whether that's an option of starting with someone like you and Aiken, even if you're not starting with them in the centers, you're having him in the edge, for example, like I currently have, he should be a gun in the center's position. So you eventually move him down. Um, So be classing him as a center gun, uh, probably not an edge gun, but a center gun for sure. Probably at least, you know, if you're going to have two guns in one position, then maybe you're going cheap in another one, whether it's hooking position or centers, um, you can pick that. For example... But one in each position seems pretty solid. That, that gives you a nice base, and then you can build mid-ranges and also cash cows around that. Okay, so the reason we start with five to six guns is because they're usually, you know, if we want scoring. So we want that consistent scoring, because remember, it you know, trades, um, yeah, we're, we're a very emotional being. So if someone doesn't go too well, we're very likely to quickly want to trade them out. If, if we think they're going to you know, fill a certain role, and, and maybe they're filling that role, but they haven't scored as well, for example... Uh, in those first couple of weeks, and we, look, we always look to trade them out. Wherever someone like Payne Haas, so you're getting a base of around that 50 mark, and then he has upside of you know in the 70s, for example. Then you know there's a couple of guys you want to have in your side just to uh, allow you to breathe a little bit as well. Um, if you're starting with five six guns, there's less trades to get up to those guns as well. So Something to think about. And then there's also aren't always so many great mid rangers or middies that we you know we would speak of. They're going to turn into guns, so there might be one or two. And we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But you know, guys like Isaiah Papali'i was someone that that did really well and turned from a mid-range into a gun. But there's not many that actually do that each year. So a lot of times you're bringing in a mid-ranger at the start, and then you're going to have to trade them anyway, down or up, you know, to generate more cash or to get to a gun, for example. So that's why we'd start with that. Number two is what we'd be looking to achieve is at least 17 guns, and I'd say around the 700k mark each. So we're going to have guys like Cleary and Trebojevic, maybe DCE. Uh, few other guys for example that might eclipse that 700k mark paint house etc and then we're going to have guys that are going to be you know guns in the center for example might be around the 600k mark 580 and then um, a few guys in between around that 700k mark so the up and down to be able to get that 700k each Uh, you know think of 700k as a 55 average for example you might have a couple of guys averaging 50 53 and then a bunch of guys averaging 60 to 80 for example so that's 700k each you know puts your squad to a value of 11.9 million. Remember, we start with 9.4, okay? And to fill out the actual four spots to get to 21, let's just say four 300K players, the guys that are actually playing and might be able to cover and score a 30-odd if you need it, for example. We'll take our total team value to 13.1 million. As I said, we start with 9.4. So we need to generate $3.7 million, okay? To achieve this, right? So this is a lot of money. But it's obviously the minimum of where you want to be um, to, to do really well. And you look at some teams in, that were in the top 100 last year, and they were anywhere over 13 to 14 million, 14 and a half, you know, sometimes if they did really well with a bunch of the cheapies at the start of the season. And I think last year there was a fair few uh, better cheapies, You know, guys like Walker who turned into you know, high mid raiders, you're making 300K on these types of players, for example. So that's that there. But as I said, a lot of money to, to build up there. But to get there, right, you're hoping to pick well at the start, And you'd probably want to make about a million bucks from your starting team. You have 21 players. If you can get 10 guys that make 100K, there's your million, right? You're picking five to six guns and you say five to six that aren't going to make you any money or aren't going to go too well. Okay, maybe a few of these guys make 50K each, right? And you make up that 100K through that sort of 15 um, or 16 players, for example. Right, so that leaves you with that 36 trades to build another 2.7 million. Okay, doesn't seem too bad now, right? Right what well, you'd probably want to do is take approximately 9, 10, 11 trades out for injury, suspensions, COVID, buy cover, okay? And from there, you're probably going to need to make around that 100K for each trade to get to that gun 17 or 18. You, know, you might have a guy that, yeah, if you do really well, you might have an 18th man, that's 500K, right? That's going to score you a 40 to 45, um, which will need probably 18 decent players by the end of the season, which is going to be hard to do, but that's how you end up winning the comp, right? It's the only way you do it. If you don't have that Garnate, you know, 17, 18, then you're going to be around that 1,000, 1,500, 2,000, 3,000 mark in the rankings, right? Okay, so this is why we talk about getting that 8 to 10 points of value. 8 points is 100K, so it's 12.5K per point. If you times that by 8, so you get 100K. 10 points of value is 125K in, in increases. So it's, you know, it, it doesn't seem... Yeah, sometimes it doesn't seem too hard to get that 10 points of value. There are guys that you know, might make you 20 points of value, 250K, 25 points if they you know go from a rookie to, to being a mid, you know, a decent mid-ranger in the 550K mark or even to a gun, which has happened in, in, in some years. So some guys will get higher than that, some guys will get lower, but we want that average to be about 100 to 125K per player. So how to achieve this? That's the big question. In terms of trading strategy, you only want to make a trade if you're trading out a person who is injured, suspended... That's injured or suspended, for example, for two weeks or more. They get COVID, however that's going to work, right? Two weeks is even, you know, pretty close. If they're a gun, for example, and if they were, you know, maybe if it's at the start of the season, two weeks you want to hold. If it's getting closer to Origin and if it's someone like Cleary, they're out for a couple of weeks and then they're going to come back and play Origin and miss a few weeks and that that extends that period of out. So you'd probably want to trade them out, right, and use that money um, and bring that back later on in the season. Uh, Probably a bit of a harder one with Clear if he's over a million the whole year. Someone like Payne Haas at 780, for example, might be a better one to trade out because he's easier to get back into your side. Something to think about there. Um, The other option is if your player isn't getting the role that you thought they would would receive and therefore possibly losing some money uh, and maybe some points production as well. They would be your only um, reasons to make a trade in that section there. And the only way to actually bring someone in, so that was more about trading someone out. The way to bring the reason to bring someone in is if you think they're going to score well in your starting seventeen. That's a really important one. If that's a rookie, you think, okay, I can start them and they're going to score thirty to forty and make me a fair bit of cash. Um, it's very usually a pretty silly strategy to trade out a winger that's not doing too well or a centre, for example, and bring in another centre. That isn't going to score too well either. Well, you know, you're not sure if they are. It's very much an unknown, and they haven't got a high ceiling, that kind of player. Um, and they end up, you know, sitting in your 18 to 21 and not scoring for you, and also not making money. That's the worst type of trade you can do. You know, bringing enough for you know, a guy that's not going to, you know, that's not scoring too well for another guy that he ends up just sitting as a red dot or you know make plays a few games and then and loses their spot. That's probably the you know, very silly way to to do that, right? So. Bring in a player who is going to score well in that starting seventeen, and therefore will make you money as well. If they're scoring well, they're going to make you cash. So 80k plus would be a goal. You know that's sort of seven, at least seven points of value there. For example, uh, is decent at a minimum, or they are a mid ranger who could become a gun. For example, right? Or they're making money to be and you know you bring in a higher like a 600k player that becomes a 680k player, 700k player, and you can leave in your team for the rest of the year that's the goal with that one so you're not wasting trades by bringing in a mid-ranger which we'll talk about that in a second here because the majority of the time apart from some standouts like Papa Lee that we spoke about last year mid-range players don't usually become keepers okay just keep that in mind when you're bringing in keepers uh mid-range at the start of the year um you yeah, what you're using them you don't have to trade to bring them in right you're using them to get some scoring production and hopefully a little bit of cash right uh, in, in build up, and then you can trade them up to a gun, or you you can trade them down to uh, a cashie to make you more money to get you to guns later on in the season. Please, you know, in the comments, if you are not exactly sure what this means, or I am talking a little bit too quick, go back and listen to that again, or read um, that on the screen there. This is usually why the strategy of guns and cashies works way better throughout the season because you are not wasting trades. On these mid-range guys, you bring in a cashier, he's you know more chance of making money than someone in the mid-range, right? Because you know the mid-range guys they're averaging somewhere between thirty-five and forty-five is what they'd be priced at, and they have to exceed that by close to ten points, which is you know often pretty hard. If you're if you're priced at forty, you have to score fifty every week on average, right? That means you're getting sixties in there, you're getting a forty, and you're you're averaging averaging that out to get those those points. Where if you're priced at eighteen to twenty-five. You only have to score in the mid, you know, 30 to 35 to make a decent amount of cash. And that's a lot more realistic um, if you have a full-time role on the side, whether it's in the, you know, wing fullback centers, um, you know, starting half, if there's an injury. Uh, even a forward that's going to play 45, 50 minutes can get 30 points pretty comfortably with a, with a fairly low PPM, for example. So that's the theory there. That's, you know, mid-range players um, as a, yeah, can cause you to waste trades um, because you're not going to be wanting them at the end of the season, for example. Okay, last couple of points here. So, I'll talk a little bit about a head-to-head strategy. In this one, cash generation is going to be super important at the start. Points production when season starts to matter during finals. So, yeah, cash generation at the start. Some of your games in those first head-to-heads, if you've picked a decent team anyway, you should be winning a bunch of these games. But even if you're not, you're building up that cash to then bring in guns throughout the season and that's when your points production is going to go up and you're going to start winning games when it matters. Coming into the, you know, building some momentum coming into the finals is going to be super important for your team. And then you want to be keeping trades in the bank to win these final series. So, wasting trades on mid range players, for example, or trading out keepers for one to two like injury suspensions, COVIDs, for example, is a big no no in your head to head strategy. So, keep an eye on that one uh, throughout the season and jump into it, but back into a video like this just to breathe, right? Because as I said, the mental side of the game is crazy. Yeah, we can all think, you know, very literally and very stats-based at the start. But once you get into the season, that mental side of it becomes really, really difficult to sort out. So keeping trades to beat your mates, uh, whoever you're playing against, if it's in a cash league, whatever it is, um, yeah, keeping trades to beat your mates, yeah, but make sure making sure throughout the season that you're getting every obvious cash cow. And these guys are really actually really obvious. You know, it's been Jack Birds in the past, Sam Walker last year. If they get that opportunity and they they've got talent, then they're going to make money. They're going to do well. Unless they get lucky, unlucky and get injured, for example. you know, But everyone's copped that. Everyone's brought them in. Um, they're the guys that you really want to make sure you don't miss in a head-to-head strategy because they're the guys that are going to you know, propel you to get the guns for the back end of the season. And as a head-to-head player, you should clearly be getting 18 guns by the end of the season. Reason for this, you don't have to make stupid trades throughout, well not stupid trades, but you don't have to make a lot of trades throughout the middle of the year in that origin and buy period to keep up your high scores because most head-to-heads comps don't um, have matches throughout the, or, uh, the original buy period for example and even if they do both teams you know teams you come up against are going to be having a tough time fielding a full squad anyway so I wouldn't be stressing too much through that period to make those extra trades and you can save them to make sure you get the right cash cows build to the right guns and do really well so that's that there with head to head strategy and in our draft strategies it's a quick one there not too dissimilar there but you want to be filling the important positions Okay, the ones that has less guns in them. For example, Hooker this year. You've only got guys like Grant, Cook. Um, what else do we say? There's one other that just popped up. Anyway, um, Mids, for example, there's a few less. centers. there's always a few less guys that you really want to have. Um, and guys that are in dual position is going to be really cool as well. And then you want to be building from there. You know, you're picking up guns throughout running a few weeks, for example, suspensions, you know, McInnes, for example, um, Harry Grant's out for one week, I'd be picking him up pretty early on, for example. Um, the value doesn't matter you know, we're looking for, In Classic we're looking for value players But in this one it's all about consistency and point production Is your player going to be there For the majority of the time Are they um, you know, really consistent in terms of Less injuries, are they injury prone These are all things to think about right? And again the back end of the year matters the most uh, Whereas Classic Obviously the beginning sets you up perfectly For the rest of the season So that's my thoughts guys on all those topics Let me know if that was um, informative If that really helped you out um, I'm really appreciating all the support in those comments sections as well. I appreciate all, all you guys so much. Please hit like, and subscribe if you're new to this channel and jump down to, you know, the banner at the bottom there. We've got the um, Discord group. We've got the lead code, my Twitter as well, which I'll start posting, um, you yeah, know, from round one. And, yeah, that's it. Hope you're enjoying this. We'll catch you in the next bunch of videos. Getting closer to the team list, guys. I'm really excited, even though it's going to be annoying with guys like Kobe Hetherington. Uh, and and other guys in in COVID protocols and stuff that's going to come up. I'm surprised it actually hasn't come out during this, um, this last month or so, but there you go, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. See you in the next one. Bye-bye.
0: Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans.